Hallelujah. There is no mistake in God. There is no error in God. By two immutable things that it is impossible for God to lie. And that's why the Holy Ghost needs to help us as, as supernatural lifers to be able to navigate with clarity and precision what it is that God is saying and doing. And that's why God has given me the burden and the vision in the past couple of weeks and some weeks going forward for us to activate the senses of our spirit. And for those who were here last, last week, I started to teach about the activation process itself. In other words, to understand the tangibility of the spirit realm. It's tangible, it's substantial, it's real. And how to connect your spirit, the human spirit with God's spirit. And God is going to take us to a whole new level today. I'm going to talk about king's sense of perception. The king's sense of perception happens to do with how to hear accurately. How to hear accurately what it is that God is saying. Alright, Spirit of God, we thank you tonight for clarity. We thank you for the spirit of revelation. We thank you for healings that have taken place since the saints last gathered on Sunday. We thank you for miracles we've heard. We thank you for battles of, of, that, uh, 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 that, that the enemy raised that you've given us victory. We thank you because even majority of the things we're dealing with, we don't even know it. But you've, you've taken care of it. Because he that watched over Israel does not sleep nor slumber. We thank you for the outpouring of the power of God that's going to be released tonight. We thank you because precepts shall be upon precepts. And line upon line and hear a little and dear a little. But we know that your work in us and through us will not stop. You will not cease to continue to do what it is you've started. So Father, I ask that there be a release of favor. Give me utterance tonight. Let me speak as your oracle. Lord, not only for me to speak, but to give attentive ears and a retaining heart to your people. Let there be, oh God... A revelation that is downloaded to take us to the next level. In Jesus' name and everybody say, Amen. Give God a big hand of praise. I can't hear you, Cloud. I can't hear you, Cloud. Come on and sing. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and welcome one or two, three persons to the presence of the Lord tonight. Amen. I want you to open your Bible with me to the book of Psalm 62, verse 11. Psalm 62 and verse number 11. Very powerful word there. Some of you might be familiar with this scriptures, but I want you to please get in the word tonight and let's navigate with clarity and precision tonight. Psalm 62 and verse number 11. I'm talking tonight about the keen sense of perception. In Psalm 62 verse 11, the Bible says, I want you all to hear this. It says, for God has spoken once, and twice have I heard this, that power belonged unto God. If you have a book Bible, I want you to please mark the word, God has spoken once, and twice have I heard it. God has spoken once, and twice have I heard it. That power belonged to God. 
And verse 12 says, Also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy, for thou renderest to every man according to his work. I want to first draw the line of narrative or clarification about the revelation that our lives is standing on. And I'm really excited tonight because the Spirit of the Lord is helping the church. The Spirit of the Lord is helping Supernatural Life Center to shift the trajectory of our spirit from a point of meandering, a point of going around in circles of confusion about the mystery of God's will for our lives. And each of us is now able to come to the point of precision. Because I said to you earlier that God's will is perfect. God's will is unshakable. His, his will is immovable. The Bible says for every promise of God in Christ Jesus is yea and amen. It's complete. It's infinite. It's sealed in the eternity. The foundation of the Lord has a seal. It's standard sure and it has a seal. It's sealed. Forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Settled in heaven. Unchangeable. Nothing would change or alter the will of God. God's purpose and plan and destiny for your life is sealed. And so how are you going to navigate something that's perfect? Something that's accurate? Something that's unchangeable? You have to navigate it with precision. If I was going to shoot at a target if that target was going to stay where it is if it was never going to move I want you to hear this everybody if I was going to shoot an arrow or shoot a gun at a target if that target was stayed in a place and it would never move if there was error there if I could not hit my target if the fault would not be on the target the fault will be on me because the target did not move. If the target was moving, then I would say it's impossible for me to target a moving object. But if the object stayed, it never moved. If I couldn't target something that stayed and never moved, it means that I had not developed the skill, the sharpness, the accuracy, the precision to be able to target something that's standing in a place. And that's the thing about the will of God. I want you to look in my eyes. The will of God has never shifted from where it is. His word is unchangeable. If we, do, if we miss the target of our destiny. If we miss the target of our finance. We miss out on the target of the will of God for our ministry. Our family. Our children. It means we have not yet cultivated the skill to be sharpshooters. Because God has maintained his position from the beginning of time up till now. And so we understand that everybody will be able to engage God. Because he is immovable on the level of your precision. How do you engage God? A whole lot of people have a mindset that is a flipping God. So they don't understand where to stand. 
But for those that engage God with the context of covenant, you know that God is committed and God is unchangeable and that you have to learn how to navigate the mystery of his will with precision. Men change a lot. People change every time. Circumstances change. The policy of government change. When the, uh, 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 the uh, liberal government come in, they, you know, they legalize marijuana. When the uh, conservative come in, they reverse the law. That's how the cycle of time and the systems of man, it evolves. But God's will is unchangeable. And that makes me glad. Because I know now I can invest my life in God. Because he will always produce unchangeable dividends. He will always bring result. But, but, but when Christians are not bearing fruit, it means that we are not navigating with precision. So the Bible says here, the Lord said once. He speaks once. What does it mean? Oh God, help me tonight. For God to speak once. It means what God has said from the beginning of time is still what God will say. You know how a whole lot of people change their mind every time? And so the Lord told me to be doing this and the Lord told me not to do it again. The Lord told me to marry you and now the Lord told me not to marry you again. The Lord told me to go to the north and then when I went to the north there was a little problem and the Lord told me not to do it again. Now that means people flick. God does not flick. God speaks once. Every word of God that he said from the beginning of time it has the power to hold up until the end of time. When God looked at the earth in the book of Genesis and God proclaimed let there be light. The Bible says there was light and there has still been light. When God set the order of day and night, it has been immovable. It doesn't matter who does not like it. It doesn't matter what systems that men might adopt. God's will is always eternal, unchangeable. He speaks once. The Lord said it once and twice I heard. Why do you have to hear it twice? Two reasons. Number one, because... Whenever God says something to you, life will challenge you. And when life's challenges come, you begin to ask yourself, did God actually say that? Listen, circumstances does not determine the word of God. The word of God navigates circumstances. So if God said, I want you to do this, and there was a situation that rose up in the face of that word, does it mean God is going to reverse his word? Because the storm rose? Because people don't celebrate you. Because somebody is walking out of your life. Is God going to change his mind? Because now God promised you something and it looked like it's falling apart. No, you're going to hear what God said again. He said it once. He's going to maintain his position. He, what he said before is what God is saying right now. So that, that, that's the first thing. You hear it again. There's a repetition to God's word. I heard it twice means it resounds in my spirit again and again. I can hear once what is spoken twice. Hear me somebody. For you to hear once, twice, what is spoken once, it means you have a keen sense of perception. You have a very sharp, acute, spiritual hearing. I'm not talking in the physical right now. I'm navigating in the spirit. It means you can hear clearly twice do you know some people you have to say something five times for them to hear it once have you met people like that you gotta say it again didn't i say something to you like oh you gotta say it again 
what I said before. Did you hear what I said before? Uh, I don't know. They don't pay attention, especially teenagers when they are playing games, when they are on their phone. You're saying something. They can hear you when a child is watching television. You are saying something. They nod their head, but they can't hear you. Praise God. They pretend like they heard, but they did not hear. So at that season, the person's distraction is getting the better part of them. They can't hear what it is you're saying. I want you to hear this. This is going to change your life. They are distracted. They can't hear what it is you're saying. They are distracted. So they don't have acute sense of hearing. I want you to hear this. God speaks, but we don't hear. <laughs> the Bible says, let him that has an ear hear what the Spirit is saying. What kind of ear is God talking about? Is he talking about the natural hearing of, uh, um, uh, sense? He's speaking about the spiritual. Let him that has a spirit of perception, a spirit to hear God, let him hear. Not that God is going to say something 15 times and you haven't heard. A few years ago, I was preaching in a church in Houston, Texas. And then a pastor... You know, he, he just heard that I was going to be preaching there. So he came over to that church. And the moment after I was done preaching, I was led to the parsonage where there was a group of, of, of pastors there. And this particular minister walked up to me and he said, Oh, Apostle, I'm so excited to meet you. I'm finally able to meet you because I have read your book and your book influenced me a lot. I said, That's great to see you too. And, and he said the word to me. He said, The Lord told me also to write a book. 12 years ago and I have not written the book I'm gonna have time and he said it in passing like it was nothing and my heart sank <sighs> because for me with the sense of discernment and the keen sense of perception that the Holy Ghost has cultivated in me to carry a word for 12 years in your spirit was unthinkable I didn't even think it was possible. Okay. I didn't think it was possible for anybody to have a, a vision, a word spoken by God. Almighty God. And you haven't done it for 12 years. I said, you are dull of hearing. I said to him, I, because I said, listen, I could get all cliche and get all, you know, all, you know, diplomatic and I'll just shake your hands and give you a smile. But you need to remember today. I said to him, look at my eyes, man of God. You are 12 years behind schedule for your next level. Okay. I said, if I was still carrying that book you read in my belly for 12 years, it would not have blessed you. You have short-circuited the destiny of so many that could have been blessed through that book. Okay, so we take it for granted. We take a word of God for granted. The Lord told me to start a business. And I'm still thinking about it. The, the, okay, okay, help me Jesus. The bigger part of the church has a dullness of hearing. The Bible says, and this is why I speak to them in parables. Because these people are dull of hearing. They have ears, but they cannot hear. Their heart cannot receive. We tribalize the deep things of the kingdom. The deep things of your destiny. The deep things of the glory of God. God entrusts you with the lives of hundreds of thousands of people. God entrusts you with a revelation. God entrusts you with an instruction. And you carry it and continue to live in disobedience. Or some of us, we do not even want to intentionally disobey God. 
we are just irresponsive. Our response to God is slow. We hear it has to take God 15 times to say one thing before it resonates in our spirit. We can hear God. And when we hear, we think maybe God is just warming up. He's just trying to, you know, it's just like, you know what, God has given me. Some of y'all, the Lord needs to give you a word. Five years he wants you to do ahead. He needs to start prepping you right now for something that you're going to do in five years. Because the Lord knows, glory to God, that you, you, you cannot grasp it immediately. You have no acute sense of sharpness or perception in the spirit realm. So God says, well, I want you to, I want you to, to trust me for a house in five years. And I have to start prepping you for it right now because I know the time that you're going to take action on that house is five years time. The Lord gave the word. Great is the company of them that published it. When God speaks, the, 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 the entire next level of that miracle is all on the levels of your response. If you are quick to act, quick to move, if you are quick to respond, to the word of God. You already set in motion the trigger. You activate the momentum for the miraculous. When we thought God was waiting, waiting for us. I mean that, that, that when we thought we were waiting on God. He was actually waiting for you. Waiting for you to act. And so God told me to teach you about keen sense of perception. How to navigate God's word. Now I want you to understand tonight saints of God. That without revelation. We have no future. Without revelation, we have no future. Without revelation, we have no possibility of miracle. Because revelation is the transaction of God. I love the way a preacher puts it. Look at my eyes, everybody. If, if you were asking God for finance right now, God, I want you to give me money. God, I need a money miracle. I need to pay up my home. Glory to God. I need to do this with money. I need to travel. I need to pay my debt. Whatever yet you're asking God for financially. Heaven does not operate in dollars and pounds. Heaven operates in what? Revelation. What is the transaction system of heaven? Revelation. For God uphold all things by the word of his power. Let me ask you a question. Every time Jesus wanted to perform a miracle, what did he do? He spoke the word. The word that he spake, Jesus said, they are not just mere utterance. My words, they are spirit and they are life. Every word Jesus spoke produced miracle. When Jesus wanted to have bread, bread is an essential human commodity, natural commodity. And Jesus wanted to multiply bread. What did Jesus do? Come on, somebody, talk to me, somebody. He spoke on it. He spoke God's word. He, he gave thanks. He gave thanks. He invoked the word of God on the bread. And the bread multiplied. Every time Jesus wanted to heal somebody, what did he do? He spoke the word. So the revelation of God's word is the transaction currency of the kingdom of God. So if we have no revelation, we have no future. How does God release his blessing to you? He gives you revelation. If you, okay, the devil is a liar. If you are imagining that something out of the systems of God 
will suddenly sporadically happen and will deliver to you your miracle. You're, you're, you're misguided. You got to navigate God with precision. He gives revelation. When Elijah needed to eat, what did God say to him? Arise and get thee to Zarephath, for they are prepared the widow to feed you. And when he got to the widow, the Bible says she was gathering sticks to go make it and to eat it and die. And then what did Elijah do? He invoked again the process by which God released a miracle. And that's by revelation. He said, this is the word of the Lord. 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 For the barrel of wheat will not cease and the cruise of oil will not cease until such that the Lord will send rain upon the earth. And the word, what did the word of God do? The word of God became a multiplying effect upon that a famine upon that desperate situation. Now I want you to hear me today that everything that God is going to do in your life is being prepared in the word. As I'm speaking the word right now, you don't know it, but somebody is switching. Something is shifting in your spirit. God is causing barren things to stimulate with life. God is causing dead things to be activated and life to be birthed. God is calling brokenness to be healed right now as I'm speaking. You see, if we don't have the word, if we do not embrace the power of revelation, the church has no future. There will be no miracles. There will be no healing. The people of God will stay under. But as long as we have a word, as long as we have a word, we have a destiny. As long as the word of God will come. By the, listen, you are not of the earth realm. You are not of the systems of men in the world. They navigate with money. They navigate with gold. They navigate with silver. They navigate with favor. They navigate with whose family that you're from, whose son you are, whose daughter you are, what education you have, what your pedigree is. But in the heavenly system, we navigate by revelation. In other words, whenever God speaks over something, it doesn't matter what situation it is. The word of God has a creative power. And the creative power of the word of God is able to alter anything out of its original existence into God's reality. My God, you're not hearing me tonight. I came to speak over somebody that the word of the living God is coming to your body. The healing is coming right now. Deliverance is coming. Okay, you're not hearing me, somebody. I speak to your mind. I speak to your body. I speak to your soul. I speak to your spirit. I speak to your finance. I speak to your money. I speak to the liver. I speak against the cancer. I speak to the heart. I speak to your brain. I bind mental disease. I bind depression. There is future by the word. I speak to every organ in your body. I speak to your head dictatory. I, I bind demon spirit. I bind every demonic stronghold that's holding down your family. I come against that demon spirit that's attacking your children. I'm coming right now by the spirit of God in the name of the risen Christ against that power from the pit of hell that's holding with. I go into time. I go into your, your pastor. I begin to reorder every brokenness in your pastor. Everything that's having consequences and effect upon your future. I alter it right now 
is changing your mind changing your life changing your spirit changing your body changing your soul i want you to soak it in because god is moving tonight miracles are happening right now angels are moving now this is your season if you believe it say just lord They said, now if we don't have the word, we have no destiny. But as long as we have the word, we have a future. Can you tell somebody beside you, as long as I've got the word of God, I have a future. Doesn't matter what you're feeling like. If the word can leave your mouth, demons will leave your life. If the word of the Lord can leave your mouth, there will be a creation of something. Every time the devil come against me, I raise up the standard of the word of God. I say, for it is written, for it is written, and not the tail and the head. It is written, God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. It is written, he will not allow any of the Egyptian disease to come upon me, for I am the Lord that he led thee. For it is written a thousand will fall on my right hand and ten thousand on my left hand with my eyes will I see and behold the reward of the wicked if you have a nightmare if you had a night attack you get up and declare this is not my portion I shall not die but leave to declare the word of the Lord right now I raise a standard of the word I want you to hear me tonight. The season between testament by theologians is referred to as the silent period. And though there were a whole lot of historical event, but Bible scholars agree that there was no particular inspired word that came at that time. And the earth was left in a place of darkness. That season is referred to as the 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Whenever you have no, if you are in a place, if you're in a house, Make sure you're in a house that has a season word of God. If you have no authentic manifestation of revelation in the spirit, that cannot be the supernatural. Because the raw material for the supernatural is the word and the spirit. And that's why we need to keep our ears to what God is saying. Because once we miss God, we miss the download of God's word, we are stuck. We just get stuck. And this is why it's important for you to disdain mediocrity and for you to rebel against the spirit of complacency. Because you cannot handle the word of God with levity. You cannot say to yourself, well, God was saying something to me in my dream, but I'm not sure. You've got to be sure. You can't say, well, it looked like God was saying something to me in vision. I was saying something, but it's not clear. Well, I'm not just going to shake it up. No, you can't shake it up. Your word of God is your life. Listen, two things will determine your next level. Number one, the clarity of God's word and number two, your responsiveness, your obedience to the last point that God spoke. If the Lord told you to move to the north and you did not move, he's not going to tell you go to the north or go to the west the next time. The last point of your obedience is the last point of your instruction. There will be no next instruction until you, 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 you reconcile your last obedience. So many people are stuck for seven years. I'm telling you the truth. I've started counseling with believers who have not heard a clear word from God in 40 years. And they probably heard a word years ago and they did not even move. They knew God was asking them to do something. They didn't move. 
Some people are living in the wrong city and everything goes wrong. And they wonder, why is everything going wrong? Because you did not obey the last instruction. You thought it was only an idea or thought or the fringe of your imagination. You've not been taught how to cultivate with precision the word of God. And you thought it was just you making things up, but God was leading you. God has to lead you with clarity. Okay, I'm not just talking about you getting led by God, but I'm talking about you being led with precision. This is not a joking matter. The Bible says that we are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. So whenever the Bible says something, just imagine the opposite. And that's what makes me to know the seriousness of the matter. Those who are not led by the Spirit, they are the sons of the devil. Okay, so when I read a scripture, I read the, the alternative, and it's scary to me. I don't want to be like that. Praise God. Whenever you want to see the seriousness of a word, because there is no middle ground in God, you just imagine the opposite of it. You go to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 and you begin to read the blessing from verse 1 to verse 14. And from verse 14 to verse 28, you begin to read the scary part and that's the curses. And so God said, I said before you life and death, you have to choose which one it is. You cannot allow mediocrity. You can't say, well, it doesn't matter. I don't think it's the end of the world. No, it's the end of the universe. It's the end of the galaxy. It's the end of the entire cosmic world. I, I can't joke with the word of God. When God says something, something I have to hear. When God told me to come from, move from Calgary and to come to Toronto, imagine I was still joking with the word. Imagine I was still thinking about it. Twelve months ago, things was never on this level of ministry, you know, work and responsibility and operations in Toronto in my life. None of this existed. Twelve months ago. Ten months ago, none of this existed. Nine months and plus ago, that was when we came on this board. And see, just by one act of obedience, Paul the apostle said, I did not disobey the heavenly vision. When he spoke to me, I moved. You don't know what you're missing by handling the word with levity. We have no future by the word. So our, our intensity to the word of God must be top notch. We are not negotiating the word. Am I talking to somebody right now? For our very life depends on it. Oh, come on somebody. And that's why I'm teaching you how to be sure it is God speaking. Because once you have a, a clarity and certainty about what it is that is God's word, and your obedience is, is also commensurating with the word, your, your destiny is inevitable. Nobody can short-circuit your glory, even if it looks risky, dangerous, if the circumstances were wrong, if all hell broke loose, if every devil in the pit of hell was unleashed against you, you're still going to win because you are navigating by the order of God. Because you're not moving by the systems of men, but by the superior order of the kingdom of God. So everything that we're doing comes from the word. The clarity of the word. So let's now begin to excavate the different dimensions by which God speaks. Now a lot of people will begin to say, well, God speaks by visions, and God speaks by dreams, and God speaks by trials, and God speaks ultimately by his word. Of course, that is true. But beyond that, God can talk to you through enemies. He can talk to you through the wind. It can talk to you through the fire. It can talk to you through the earth. It can talk to you through something just flash by. You could just be driving on the highway and see a billboard, amen, and something come out of that billboard as a strong word from God. 
somebody might be just joking about something and the wall of God hit you. Uh, two days ago, somebody sent a tweet and I stumbled on the tweet and the word of God hit me like a tornado from the tweet. And I jumped up from where I was, glory to God, and I ran all over the room and my wife asked me, what happened, baby? I said, oh, you have no idea. The Lord just spoke to me. God speaks through every means. So, so the, of course, the ultimate revelation is the word of God. And, and, and everything and anything in between that. He can speak to you through a child. <clears throat> a little child can say something and it hits your spirit as a prophetic word. He can speak to you through the lips. The Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament make known his handiwork. Day after day utter a speech. And night by night make knowledge known. For there is nowhere in the earth that their voices are not heard. So the heavens, the skies, the cloud, the firmament, the oceans, the rivers, the mountains. It all speaks of God's prophetic and revelatory insight. Everything. The birds, the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, the, the majestic creation speaks of the glory of God. So how do you begin to navigate clarity when God speaks? Number one, all of God's dimensions and channels of projecting his word comes through three forms. God speaks through a sound. A sound is uh, a reflection of a particular tune that is only understood by the person that is hearing it. A sound is coded and it is not usually clear. Sound means something that's coming but it's not particularly clear. When God speaks through a sound, people hear a word but they don't know what it means. Babies usually hear sound. When a child is growing, everything they hear is not distant. Everything sounds alike. But as a child begins to grow more, the child begins to pick specificity in the voices of people. And the child's brain begins to register tunes and, and, and discern distinctions. And after a while, the child will begin to interpret in the brain as the brain grows what it is that the child is hearing. And after a while, the child will begin to say them without understanding them in an incoherent way. And then later, the child begins to put meaning to it as the brain develops. And that's the same way God speaks. When God speaks and you are still a child, all you hear is mumbled sound. You don't hear distinction. You distinctly, you're like, oh, it looks like I'm hearing something. I don't know what it is God is saying. Sound. Sound can come even from a message. The Bible says the Ethiopian eunuch in the book of Acts, he was reading the book of Isaiah, but all he heard was sound. He knew it was a good word. He knew it was powerful. It was encoded with revelation, but he did not know what it meant. And the Bible says when Philip came to join himself with the Ethiopian eunuch, he said, Understand that thou what thou readest? And he said, How will I understand? Except someone were to explain to me. So the Bible says, if the sound was unclear, who will prepare for war? So a lot of believers, they have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. But because they've not yet cultivated their spiritual senses, when God is speaking, it's not clear to them. And so they do not know how to distinguish 
or how to distinct or how to differentiate what is God's word or what is their thought or what is human thought or what is their idea. Everything is mumbled together. But the word of God is sounding like a sound. When Samuel first started to hear from God, Samuel heard his name in his sleep. Somebody was calling Samuel's name. He did not hear anything for him. He knew some voice was coming in his dream to call his name. And he, he got up and then he went to Eli and said, did you call me? Are you calling me? And Eli said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know what you're talking about. Go back to sleep. And God called him again. And then he went back to the old man. He said, are you calling? Are you calling? He said, no, I'm not calling. And the third time, God called him again. And then he said, God, he said, if you, said, if you heard the voice, say, Lord, speak. I, I, I want you to mark the <laughs> Speak for your servant he was invoking the heavenlies to navigate with words and not with sound. The first time it came as a sound. And the second time he was asking God to take it to the next level which is a word. Sound. A lot of people have moved on sound. And they've not waited to hear the clarity of what God is saying. And that's why the Bible says in the book of Habakkuk chapter 2. I will stand me upon my watch and I will wait to hear what he will say to me. When you start to have an impression that God is giving you direction or God is giving you instructions about something, it first comes as a sound. You got to wait to get clarity. For God has not spoken in the dark places of the earth and he has not said to the seed of Jacob to seek him in vain. So when God speaks, it will come as a word. And the word is a second dimension of a divine word. And I'm praying that everybody that's connected to this ministry will not only hear a sound, but they will be able to navigate God with the precision of word. Because that's when there is clarity to what God is doing. When I see a lot of people who are navigating the sound, I can tell. I can tell. They are confused. They are confused. They are not clear. Like, I know God is saying, oh, you don't know how to dream. Yeah, I heard a vision. I heard a word. I don't know for sure. I say, yeah, you're, you're, you're almost there. You can hear sound. It's better than not hearing anything. It's like a little child. It's like you're trying to get a radio station. You know those old school manual stations? Before all the digital radio came out and you used to tune it. You're trying to go to 93.7, but then when you start to approach 92.1, it's like, <laughs> come on, somebody. That's a sound. You're hearing the sound of heaven, but you're not in heaven yet. The word has not come. It's not yet clear, but <laughs> like someone said, keep, keep going. You're not there yet. You're like, someone no, you passed it. Go back. <laughs> And then you go back, like, yes, then you get a nice seven. And because, because in those old school radio, I'm, like, I'm sounding old already. In those radio, 
you know the channel, not by the digital number, but when a red line comes on that, why are you nodding your head, Daniel? Are you that old? <laughs> you saw them radios? <laughs> when, when, the, when it comes on the line, that's when you get there. But first it was a sound. Somebody say, speak Lord, for your seven years. But we need to take it to the next level. And what is the next level? A word. A word. And God's word comes with clarity. And that's for those who have developed their senses a little more. Don't forget the Bible says in the book of Jude that the mature, they eat solid meat. But solid meat is for the mature. Those who by the reason of use have learned to exercise their gift. That they might be able to discern, to navigate between the evil and the good. So you can tell by a, a, a word, the word of the Lord, it's clear. You're no more a baby being tossed over and fro through diverse sound that's not accurate or that's not clear. You're, you're hearing the articulate word from God. This is what God is saying. It's clear. And that's the second dimension of revelation. Because when God now began to speak to, to Samuel by a word, it was now distinct. And God said to Samuel, go and tell Eli, this is my word. This is the word. And, and you know how the Old uh, Testament prophets, prophet used to receive from God. And when they spoke, what did they say? Thoughts saith the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. And that's where there is clarity to the whole thing. And that becomes the blueprint of your destiny. Because God's word is final. It's settled in heaven. So you download that word and you run with it. You run with it. You run with it. You excel at the word of his power. And angels move at the word of God. So how do you navigate God's word with precision? How do you hear God? Before I tell you how you can hear God with precision and how to develop an acute spirit. A spirit that hears twice when God speaks once. I'm going to say to you the third realm of the delivery of revelation is through the heart. The first is the sound. The second is the word. And the third is the sound. And, and the, uh, is your heart. And when it comes to your heart, God will reveal to you the unspoken word. But that is in the mind of God. The Bible says for the spirit search it. Deep things. Yea, the deep things of God. The Bible says, for we do not know how to pray. How do we pray? We pray with spoken word. But there is a realm of prayer that's bigger than a sound and bigger than a word. But it's the entrenchment of the heart of God. For the spirit maketh intercession. For the saints, according to the will of God, the spirit groaneth. <clears throat> you can't say, you can't speak, but it's the heart of the Father. When you speak in tongues, for example, it's not just a word that corresponds with your mind, but it's 
a download of miseries, a download of insight, a download of prophetic blueprint from God into your spirit about deep things that your mind can never understand. So at that time, what are you doing? You are navigating the heart of the Father, the heart of God. And all, and some of the gifts of the Spirit, they fall in that category. The gift of word of knowledge. How can I navigate somebody's past, their heart, word of wisdom, prophecy, through the heart of God? Through contact. When we have a contact, physical contact or prophetic contact through prayer, God can give me a download of things in your heart. Download. Zigabyte. Holy Ghost download. Pum, pum, pum. Rush my heart. One time I was going to write a book. The title of the book is I Take Authority Over You Satan. It's out of print. I'm going to get the book back into the market. And in six days, God told me just to lock myself in. He said, I want to talk to you. And I didn't eat food. I had, he said, get the computer and begin to write. I want to reveal to you. And that book, it's so powerful. If you go through the book, it's going to trigger a Holy Ghost-centric revival in your spirit. It looked like God was just talking to me word for word. And you know what? You know what? This is a strange part of it. When I was done writing the book in six days, I wrote over 300 page book in six days. Non-stop. Back to back. I took it as it was. Give it to somebody to read. They did not see one typographic error. Not one stress. It went from my computer straight to the press. Heart, the heart of God. About warfare. Spiritual warfare. The heart of God. Have you ever known something that nobody ever told you? Have you ever seen somebody and just by seeing them and navigating with God, you can tell that this is not your husband. You are not the one. Is that, but why? I just know it. You are not the one. He's trying to impress you. You are not the one. You just know it. As somebody talks to you, and you look at their eyes, you're like, you're lying. <laughs> because I can navigate deep things. Prayer is when you talk to God. Revelation is when God talks back to you. And God sometimes doesn't say things through the spoken. And some people are waiting for a prophet to tell them God's will. And whatever any prophet says should need, need to be a confirmation of what God told you already. If it's your father, why can't you hear his voice? And one time the Lord told me, if my, if my saints cannot hear my voice now, they will miss the sound of the trumpet. Because when the angel will blow the trumpet, the same channel by which God is speaking to you right now is the same channel by which the... If you can't hear God with clarity right now, you're not going to hear the sound of the trumpet. You might as well forget rapture. God forbid. So hearing from God, we don't have a, a, a choice in the matter. He speaks to your heart. He speaks deep mysterious things. He speaks. The Bible says you will even know things you've not been taught. 
download of insight. Pam, 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 pam. Sometimes when I want to, to minister, the Holy Ghost gives me a download a whole week. It bothers me so much. Vroom, vroom, vroom. What the word is going to be. And then I want to write that. I say, no, don't bother writing. Just go and teach. I'm going to be giving you the download. <laughs> sequence by sequence. Acute sense of perception. So he speaks through a sound. He speaks through a word. And he speaks through his heart. He plugs his heart into your heart. And when something is beaten from God's heart before it's spoken, you, you pick it. Have you ever been there that when God is upset, you feel it one second? Some believers have no spiritual intuition. Holy Ghost is grief. They don't feel it. They're just excited. They do something wrong. There's no, no connection, no conviction with the Holy Ghost. They are in a place. They can't navigate God. He speaks to your heart. Don't sign that paper. He speaks to you. Wait for two days. He tells you. He takes away your peace. The heart of God connects with your heart. You know this is my father. And when you start to navigate like that. You are weird to the rest of the world. Everybody start to look at you like, why did you change your mind in the last minute? I'm like, because I don't have peace about this. And I tell you something, whenever God gives you a word, a sound, a hard impression, and if you, for whatever reason, go ahead to disobey, you will flow, you will break the circuit of his glory and presence. And things will begin to go wrong. Sometimes we look at the faces of people. Or sometimes we want to please others. And we disobey God. And then we are self-sabotaging. Because his will is unbreakable. It's important, saints, that we are in the same place as God is. That our lives are in ultimate alignment with the blueprint of God. That's where we have a future. Let me hear somebody say amen. amen. So number one key for you to develop an actual sense of perception, a keen sense of perception in the spirit is that you must first empty yourself. That's the first key. Recognize everybody. It's crucial that you do not have your own pre-notions. That you are emptied completely. As long as you are full of your own ideas, you cannot navigate with clarity what God is saying. You are distorted. Your channel is distorted. I was speaking to the students of our Supernatural Leadership Institute. One of the classes we have, the prophetic, the ministry of the prophet. And I said to them, if you're going to be an excellent prophet, you have to empty yourself of your own ideas. You see, if I already have an impression about you, if God spoke to me about you, I will interpret God's word based on my impression of you. If, I, if you don't like somebody, 
and the Lord told you to go tell somebody that you don't like that it shall be well with them you will have a hard time saying it amen you're like Lord don't send me love Jesus when Jonah had a problem with the Ninevites God sent him to the Ninevites to go and announce the repentance of that nation he didn't want to go because his people were under the servitude of the Ninevites. They were Babylonians. Nineveh was a city in Babylon. And his people were colonized by these people. And God told him to go and announce their liberty. He ran away. He was going to another city because his prejudice got in the way. He was full of his own hatred. He could not hear God. If you love a man and you need clarity about it, God's future, if your future is with him, the will of God, you'll never hear otherwise. I just said something right there. It doesn't matter. Your feelings got in the way. And if you have been intimate with a person, forget the word of the Lord. You've already chosen for yourself. Because you will see him in your dreams. Hear his voice when you're at night because his spirit has, there's a soul tie. See, see, the, the problem with the better part of the church is not like God is not speaking, but the word of God is mismatched with many other factors, unsettling, upsetting factors, voices, prejudice. Sentiments, biases, ideas, opinion, negativity, emotions, boom. You can't even hear it. So when God speaks, you're still trying to even find God's word for six months. Because too much ideas are flying all over. You can't navigate. The Bible says, in the book of Ezekiel, God said to the prophet, Tell the house of Israel that if anyone will come before a prophet to inquire of the Lord, and if he hath set in his own heart his own idols, the Lord says, I, the Lord, will answer him back by the multitudes of his idols. Did you hear what God said? So God said, if you were to ask something from the Lord, but you already created an idol. What does that mean? I've already said in my own heart what I'm going to do. I just need God to rubber stamp it. Boom. God said, I'm going to answer you based on what is in your heart. God said, so that anyone of the house of Israel will not, hallelujah, hold God accountable for the errors of their ways. Somebody said, well, well, why didn't God correct the idols in their heart and say, listen, this is what you were thinking, but this is the right thing to do. Let me tell you something. You haven't been reading your Bible then. The Bible says, my spirit will no more strive with man. God has given you the power of will. And as long as your will chooses something or chooses whatever over God, he will struggle with you. That's why the first key to navigating the will of God is emptiness in his heart. To learn something that is wrong is harder than learning something that's right, that's good. To learn, 
And many of us have a lot of unlearning to do. We have a lot of down offloading to do. Offload, 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 offload. We are idealistic. We are opinionated. We are self-considered. We are created our own systems. I do this. This is how I am. That's not who you are. That's how life has intertwined your mind. The word of God should be your dominant authority. The pattern by which your mind functions. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The word of God needs to be the final authority in your thought process. Philippians chapter 2 verse 9. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. So whatever does not represent the mind of Christ negates the will of God. And it will interrupt, intercept the process of a divine word. You can't hear God clearly. So many believers are full of themselves, full of their own ideas, full of their hate, full of their bitterness. They can't hear God. They can't hear God. They can't hear God. He's speaking for long. They can't hear God. They can't hear God. That's why when I get to the place of prayer, I empty my stuff. That's why when you come to church, you notice each time I hold the microphone, before I begin to download, I help you to navigate certain level of clarity. I say, offload. Disconnect yourself from the frequency of the flesh, the, the frequency of the devil. Just get you, all those things out of the way. You could sit down here and your mind is not even here. Your mind could be at home. You could be thinking about the food. You could be thinking about your business idea tomorrow. You were thinking about an email you got two minutes ago. You see how we don't hear God? <clears throat> if we heard God one time, it would change our life forever. Many have not heard God for 12 years. He's speaking, but they can't hear. They are so full of themselves. Full of other things. And God does not fill vessels that are full. Empty me, God. Empty me, oh God. Empty me. Prepare me a sanctuary. Make me ready to receive. Bring me a new cruise and fill it with salt. God wants to fill you with ideas. <clears throat> God wants to give you business ideas. God wants to give you clarity about your future. He wants to give you clarity about your business. He wants to speak to you about your destiny. He wants to give you clarity about where he's taking you. Can you navigate it with precision? These have been important to me in my growing years than anything. After Jesus appeared to me at the age of 10, <clears throat> he, he continued to speak to me. It looked as if my ears opened and I was able to connect with the God realm. And everything that God has helped me to navigate in my life is being by the word of God. You know, one time Jesus came to me and said, at the age of 14, do not take on any important. And as weird as that seemed, I knew I heard God. <laughs> I heard God. I heard God. And how would you tell a 14-year-old child? He said, the vision I've given to you, run with it. And I've done that all my life. And I've never, you all know my story, some of you anyways. I've never had a job outside of the ministry. I've never done an interview. I've never had an interview. I've never written my own resume. I've never used any of my degrees. I just heard God. Do you know why your life seems confusing? Because you haven't heard God? If you hear God today, there is no case so twisted that has no prophetic navigation. 
I'm, the worst case, sometimes I'm sitting with people across the room in a counseling, and as they navigate the issues of their lives, and then I am hearing and I'm trying to hear God while they speak. And the Lord will say, I said, stop. This is what the Lord says. Oh, I didn't think about that. I did not know that. I feel so light. I said, yeah, that's the word of the Lord. He always makes you light. <laughs> when God speaks, you know he's spoken. He does not suggest. God does not say, well, you know what? Why don't you try this out? If it doesn't work, you think of something else. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. He gives you a word. It changes your thought. Changes your life. So that's why we must empty ourselves. Somebody lift up your right hand and say, Empty me, O God. Say it again. Say, Father, empty my mind. Empty my will. Empty my emotions. And fill me with yourself. Fill me with your power. And fill me today with your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody say, Amen. Number two way by which we cultivate our spiritual senses and we start to develop a, a keen sense of perception is through a life of prayer. Prayer cultivates your spirit man more than anything. The Bible says building up your most holy faith. Praying always in the Holy Ghost. So when you are praying in the Holy Ghost, especially, you are cultivating your spirit. Every time you pray in the spirit and you come out of the place of prayer, your spirit man is sharp. And Jesus, having prayed in the Holy Ghost, having stayed on the top of the mountain for 40 days, he left the wilderness, the mountaintop, in the power of the Spirit. He went to all the villages and the power of God began to move. Prayer cultivates your anointing. Prayer diminishes the flesh. It kills the flesh. It raises up the power of God in you. Raises up your anointing. Raises up your unction. You can see God clearly. You can see demons trying to escape. When you pray, your body is loved. When you pray more, you love more. When you pray more, you forgive more. When you pray more, you are lighter. When you pray more, complex things are easier. When you pray more, the complexities of life become unraveled. When you pray more, the major things are major and the minor things are minor. When you pray more, you can never have a prayer life and be depressed. I'm talking to somebody right now. You can never have a prayer life and submit your will to the devil. You can never have a prayer life and make simple mistakes. You can never have a, a strong prayer life and not excel in your business. Am I talking to somebody right now? When you pray, you attract favor. When you pray, when you come from the presence of God, you carry an aura, a presence, that when, if you walked in the mall, everybody look at you and say, what happened to you? 
my God, am I talking to somebody right now? The Bible says, and they looked upon them and they wondered what manner of men these are and they, and they knew that they had been with Jesus. When you stay with Jesus, he rubs up on you the capacity of heaven, the glory of the kingdom. Am I talking to somebody right now? The power of God rubs up on you. You come down from the earth. You are no more your old self. Let me hear you say amen. amen. When Moses navigated with God, Moses came down from the top of the mountain. His face was shining, was glowing. God help me tonight. And they couldn't even look at his face. The Israelites could not have sought to look at him eyeball to eyeball. He had to cover himself with a veil so that they could even take a gaze at this man. Because he had been to the top of the mountain. And he has seen the glory of God. And we have believers doing everything today other than praying. Satan is afraid of a prayer champion. He is scared. When a man who knows how to pray opens his mouth, all of heaven stand at attention. They say, my father and my God. My father. When you call him, oh my God. So, so when, 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 you're, when you are in prayer, your spirit man is in tune with God and, you're, and you are filtered. Prayer is like the dialysis of heaven. And when you plug dialysis into somebody's body, it cleanses their system. Come on, somebody. It cleanses your spirit. It cleanses your heart. It makes you in, uh, 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 into uh, 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 one with God. And everything in your life is sharp. Let me hear you say, Father, help me to develop a praying spirit. Say it again. Say, Heavenly Father, raise in me the spirit of prayer and intercession let me be a champion in prayer let me hear you say yes lord that's the key right there people prayer will download business ideas creative and witty inventions will be downloaded to your spirit prayer will download strategy accuracy will sharpen your spirit will enable you to hear god when you are not praying, you are dull of hearing and your heart is heavy because your flesh is overwhelming your spirit. Am I talking to somebody right now? But when you pray, your spirit is magnified and your flesh diminishes and there's clarity in what God is saying. Say, I can hear you, Lord, in the place of prayer. God gives accuracy in prayer. The next key is fasting. And the Bible says that the disciples came to Jesus and they asked him, why couldn't we cast out this spirit? I want you to hear this. What did Jesus say? Anybody here that knows their Bible? What did he say, ma'am and sir? What did he say? Come on, help me somebody. Oh my God. Say, say it again. Say it again. We want to go. No, 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 no. Which, which, which version is that one? This, hear me somebody, look at my eyes, this kind goeth not, are you with me, except by what, fasting and prayer. So, he had already filtered levels of battles, levels of engagement. Levels of destiny, levels of assignment, levels of wealth, levels of prosperity, levels of glory. Our church, we fast twice in the year. 
January, 21 days. July, 21 days. Every day we meet. Everybody stay on the altar and activate their spirit. This kind. Okay. So, certain things will never happen except by the force of fast. Certain things will happen by just prayer. Prayer is good. But certain level of destiny will not be birthed except through fasting. This kind. I know I carry a this kind destiny. Come on somebody. You carry a this kind anointing. This kind of special assignment is not revealed. Except through fasting and prayer. Not every kind. This kind. It has to open up. This kind. So, so you can see the perception, the le the intensity. Fasting now takes your spiritual engagement to a whole new level. Where you are able to navigate deeper things that people who are only on the level of prayer alone cannot navigate. Because now I understand that fasting is even more potent than prayer. Some of you, since you joined SLC, you fasted since only this little time that all your life combined. Amen to that? Somebody said to that, I've, been here, I've, I've spoken in tongues more than all of my walk with the Lord combined. Glory to God. This kind is learning, is teaching us. How many of you have noticed that whenever you were having those fasting, power is unleashed in your spirit? There's something just break loose. Powerful. It's good. So listen everybody. Fasting helps you. And have you noticed that whenever you don't want to fast, sometimes if you wake up and your tummy doesn't feel like eating, you probably just take a glass of coffee or a cup of tea. But whenever you need to fast, it becomes hard. Anybody been there? They're like, Lord Almighty, but today I'm fasting. Why am I so hungry? I don't because the devil has picked in the spirit that you're about to break through through the force of fasting. And he wants to stop you. But the devil is a liar. I just said the devil is a liar. Fasting will sharpen your spirit. It will sharpen your spirit. Number four, worship. When Elisha was going to receive from the Lord, he was going to navigate the prophetic. What did he do? Bring me a mistra, a worshiper. And as he played, the heavens opened. When the demon was upsetting Saul, what did he ask for? A harpist. And when Samuel, uh, David came and played, what happened? The evil spirit left him. And the spirit of the Lord, it was, it was just at peace. It was at peace. Worship opens the heavens. It connects your spirit. It connects your spirit to God. It's good. You can hear the sound of heaven through worship. Through worship. When I'm done reading the book Bible, sometimes I want to sleep, I put on the audio Bible. 
and it plays in my ears overnight. And then I start to have visions of the Bible. <laughs> I ever happened to somebody here? I, I thought I was alone. I started to have visions. I started to see visions of David and Goliath. Like, wow. Interesting. Because I filled my mind with God's word. Worship. If you have a home, play music in your home all the time. If you're in the car, don't just be driving and be listening to music. There's nothing to listen to, believe me. There's nothing. Don't even bother hearing about Donald Trump or how they legalize marijuana. There's nothing. There's no news in that world. Just put on the tune of heaven and release the power of God in your car. Amen? Amen. That's the key. And the last and the fifth thing is the lack of consecration. The Bible says sin is a reproach to any man, but righteousness exalts a nation. So when you live a life of consecration, what happens is your spirit man is connected to God. Holiness is a powerful force. makes your spirit to be on the cutting edge with God. Are you with me somebody? You know whenever you do something wrong, how many of you have ever felt like heaven just shot against you? One second, boom! You can't hear God anymore and you're like, God Almighty, help me. You're trying to find the closest altar to connect back to God instantly. That's the power of holiness. It opens the channel of your spirit. And religious connectivity to God. High profile connectivity. Is somebody hearing me tonight? Are you here? Say yes Lord. Lord. Somebody say yes Lord. Lord. I'm going to pray for people tonight in a few minutes. And ask God to open the ears of your spirit. And you begin to hear God. Especially those of you who have not yet cultivated that spirit of hearing God. You begin to hear God clearly. You begin to hear God. But. The last point I want to make tonight before I, I, I close is obedience. Obedience is the ultimate navigation tool to hear God. Because like I said at the beginning, look at my eyes everybody. Your last point of obedience is your last point of instruction. If you did not obey God on something, he's never going to talk to you again about that thing. Are you with me, somebody? Look at my eyes. If the Lord told you to get up and go, if God was leading you to somewhere bigger, if it, it was, there's no way, look at my eyes, that God would lead you from here to there in one day. Never. For precept will be upon precept and line upon line and here a little and here a little. So that's how God leads. He's going to say, get up. And he's going to want to take you. Say, God wants you to go to Asia. He wants you to go to Australia. He wants to get up, take a plane, go to Australia. No. He said, rise up now and go to this plane. And you go there. And he says, now you're done. Now move to this place. You see how God led Elijah, for example. Elijah prophesied there will be no water, no rain for three years. And there was no no rain. And suddenly the Lord said to him, go to the brooks and the ravens will feed you. And he got up, he went to the brooks and the ravens fed him. And what happened? 
The Bible says after a while, the brooks dried up. And God said to him, Arise, go to Zarephath, for they have prepared a widow to feed you. You see how God did not tell him on first day, Elijah, go to Zarephath. Or God did not tell him, Elijah, listen, get, uh, do you have a pen and a paper? Yes, Lord, I have. Write down the, the uh, direction, the navigation. You're first going to get to uh, the brooks. And you're going to be at the brooks for two months. And when you're at the brooks for two months, then it will dry up. Then write the date down and the time. And then on that day, you will go to, to, to Zarephath. And the widow will feed you there. And then after the widow has fed you for 12 months, I will tell you to go and show yourself to, uh, to Ahab. So that, no, no, God doesn't work like that. He doesn't give you everything. You know why? So that you can trust him all the way. So he will say to you right now, get up and go to where? The brooks. And when he's saying that, it looks as if that's the last point. Four years ago, I heard God say to me, when I first started ministry in Canada, take Calvary to Calgary. And when he said that to me, I was content. And I went to Calvary. Calgary. And when we got to Calvary, in eight weeks, we have 200 people. Eight weeks. We have 200 people attending services. And God moved that city. I was just talking to a pastor who came out of Calgary today, came to a conference in the city, and decided to stop by, and he was just an apostle. You know, when you were up there, oh my God, you shifted so many things in the region. God shifted the region. The whole city was shaken by the power of God. We had a conference in April last year, prophetic shift, massive conference. Thousands of people attended. And the Lord said to me now, arise and take the nation from the center. Go to Toronto. And I picked my back. But he didn't say to me, well, you're going to go to Calgary. And four years later, you're going to hear my voice. You're going to Toronto. You're... No, I'm just obeying God. So if you disobeyed God, he will not say something else. Ooh. If the Lord said to you, I want you to sow a thousand dollars to a pastor. Or to the ministry. And for three months, you did not sow it. You know, you're, ne you're never going to hear God ask you to sow again. God will never trust you without instruction. He will never trust you. Look at my eyes. Because at that time that God was giving you that word, maybe you don't even know. Maybe I just prayed the night before and said, God, please send me a thousand dollars tomorrow morning. And the moment the word hit the heavens, God is looking for somebody to use. And God finds you. Say, you have appointed you to do that work. And then you feel a burden. Boom! It hits you. I'm going to give that man of God a thousand dollars. I'm going to give to the church a thousand dollars. Or somebody God wants you to preach to them. And that person is about to die. And your word will alter their destiny in eternity forever. And then the word came to you like, oh, I don't know about this, God. He said I should preach, I don't know. But the Lord asked you to give you like, I don't know. I got some money put aside, but this one is for that purpose. Okay, okay, I won't do it again. Okay, okay, maybe I'll give 200. Now, but you know, while you are contemplating, what is God doing? Huh? Looking for somebody else. It's like a, 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 a toll-free number. 
when one line is busy, what does it do? Goes to the next. When one is busy, it goes go to a thousand numbers. It goes to the next. When you are busy, contemplating in disobedience, your, 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 your spirit is not sharp to pick it and to run. Boom! It looks for the next person. 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 Have you ever thought to do a business and you're still thinking, I'm going to do it, I'm not going to do it. And then two, two weeks later, you drive it on the highway and the same business you wanted to do, somebody else has opened it. You're like, ah, the Lord was telling me about his business two months ago. He did not do it. Because that's a word was leaving your mind. It was hitting somebody. Let me hear someone say amen. One time a man of God was ministering prophetic to somebody. He stood somebody up in the church. He said, the Lord give me a word for you. And he told the person to stand up in the middle of the church. And then he stood up. It was like a crossover service. 31st into the new year. There was a lot of prophetic work going on. And as this person was getting the word, he had such an attitude of unbelief. But the brother who stood behind him, amen, to catch him, he was like, oh my God, that's a good word. They shall like that word. And every word that was prophesied to that brother, two years later, every bit of it, including international ministry, house, car, had happened to this other brother. And nothing happened to the brother who stood in the front. And then you begin to ask, what happened? Because this brother, the one was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. But another person was tapping in with faith and expectation. And the Lord told this man to go on a seven days fasting, the brother in the front, so that these doors will open. But this other brother who was catching him said, when I heard it and I converted that word, I went on a seven day fasting. <laughs> and by obedience, he unlocked the power of that prophecy. And by disobedience, he continued his natural life. This is your season. Stand to your feet tonight. Lift up your hands. Say, Father, give me a sense of perception into the supernatural. A sharp perception. You're not hearing me, somebody. Look in my eyes. The devil is a liar. I come in the strength of God. I bind the spirit of mediocrity. I bind the spirit of, of anxiety. I bind a pathological disobedience to God. A spirit of rebellion. I bind the spirit of overthinking. Many of you, you overthink the word of God. When God speaks, you engage with your mind and not with your spirit. You are overthinking what God says. You let people confuse you. You are looking for everybody to confuse you about what God has spoken. The Bible says, for the Lord said it once and twice have I heard it. Is somebody in the building tonight hearing the word of God? Can you hear God's word? Can you hear what God is saying? He's speaking about your future. He's speaking about your life. He's speaking about your marriage. Nothing is impossible. Nothing will be stranded. Nothing will be frustrated. Nothing will be handicapped. Nothing will be crippled. Nothing will be shot sucking because God is speaking. The power of God is speaking. Open your spirit. Open your understanding. Open your heart. Open your mind. I've got to hear your voice. Speak to me God. Give me clarity. 
I wish somebody would pray tonight. I wish somebody would pray tonight. I want to give you three minutes to pray. My time is almost up. I want you to pray. 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 This is the word of God. I want you to pray. You gotta obey. You gotta obey. You gotta obey. Somebody cry to God tonight. Somebody cry to God. Somebody cry to God. In Jesus' mighty name. If you are seeking God to hear his voice, you cannot hear God's voice clearly. This, this is nothing to be ashamed about. I believe that there's an impartation coming on people tonight to start to navigate with precision the word of God. I want you to come to the altar. Whenever God is speaking, I'm not always certain what it is that God is saying. I want to be sure that God speaks to me. I want to learn how to hear God's voice. Come on, stand here with me. Come on, everybody, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Play the sub music. I want to hear God's voice. I want to know with clarity what is God's word. I want to know, I want to navigate the will of God. Come on, stand here at the altar. I want to navigate God's will. I want to know God's will. I've got to hear your word. Let the heart of my understanding be enlightened tonight. Let the heart of, the, of my understanding open my heart, Lord. Let me hear your word. There is a word for my future. There is a word for my healing. There is something God is saying right now. I've got to hear you. I've got to hear you. The devil is a liar. Come on, somebody, lift your voice and speak to God tonight. Let the understanding of my heart be enlightened. Let the heavens open now. I gotta hear God's voice. I gotta hear God's voice. I gotta hear your will. Marita, ba, 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 ba. I shut down the voice of the demons. I shut down the voice of men. I shut down the voice of anxiety. I shut down the voice of the opinion of men. I've got to hear you, Jesus. Speak to me, Lord. The Bible says, speak for your servant here. Somebody, please speak to God. Somebody, please speak to God. 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 Rekete, rekete. Marusa parikedebe. I want you to pray. Before I begin to pray for you, pray for one minute. You got to hear his voice you gotta know his will you gotta hear what he's saying let him that hasn't hear hear what the spirit is saying hallelujah hallelujah acute sense of perception clarity in your spirit clarity 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 to hear God's voice and some of you need to say God give me obedience let my spirit move let me hasten to your word let me hasten let me run let me run with speed let me run Run with speed. Let me run with speed. Let me run with speed. Reskede shada riba zikande roskebe shete rupari kedebebe rosekere mama riba baba shata. Look at that. Look at the glory of God in the name of Jesus. I impart you with the anointing to hear God. Take it now. In the name of Jesus, I impart you with the anointing to hear God. Take it now. In the name of Jesus, I impart you with the anointing to hear God. In the name of Jesus, I impart you with the anointing to hear God. In the name of Jesus, I impart you with the anointing to hear God. 
in the name of Jesus, I impart you with the anointing to hear God. In the name of Jesus, I impart you with the anointing to hear God. In the name of Jesus, I impart you with the anointing to hear God. In the name of Jesus, I impart you now with the anointing to hear God. In the name of Jesus, I impart you with the anointing to hear God. In the name of Jesus, I impart you with the anointing to hear God. In the name of Jesus. I impart you with the anointing to hear God. I impart you. Hear God. He's your father. Hear his voice. Hear it clearly. Hear his voice. Hear his voice. Let his voice be clear.